Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I don't think that I have ever started a podcast with a scripture. And I'm going to do it today, not because I'm preaching, Lord knows, but because uh, I think this scripture captures what I want to say today about the anger and the rage uh, of folks on the right side of the political spectrum. And I need to say quickly, of course, that's that's where I lean. So it's not like that's foreign territory to me. But in, in the New Testament book of James, chapter 1, verse 19 through 20, uh, in the New International Version, uh, it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Now, my point's not to preach, but I want to talk today about anger, rage, and what it's producing, particularly for conservatives. One of the things that's been very, very hard for me to watch in the last, in the recent, let's say the last decade, uh, is where people I love and respect, people whose values I largely share, uh, look to the public like they have lost their minds because they are saying such silly things out of their anger. Um, I understand political anger. I am strongly pro-life, and we have a president right now whom I think I've spent a lot of time respecting. But when it comes to uh, the uh, to the issue of abortion, I, I don't know that he's that he's heard of an abortion he's not in favor of. Um, that may be overstated, but that's how I feel, and I can get get a little angry about that because we're talking about uh, human lives. I understand the idea of political anger. I understand feeling passionately to the point of anger, even rage about social justice or uh, you know First Amendment issues, or you know I suppose if I was gay, I'd be up in arms. I understand those issues, but the the people, particularly on the right, and I need to say Christian people on the right have become so angry at President Obama in the last years that they have bought into things, bought into some perspectives and some conspiracy theories that are, are just silly. They are distracting our attention. They are dissipating our funding. Um, and they are making the national debate just uh, goofy. Plus, by the way, if I was the political consultant for everybody on the right side of the political spectrum, I'd say this is not winning anybody. Uh, let me let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Um, I am absolutely stunned that during the Obama administration, the number of people who think Barack Obama is a Muslim has increased. In fact, one survey, very respected firm, says that now 31% of Americans uh, believe that Barack Obama is a Muslim. Now, for a good portion of that 31%, they don't care that he's a Muslim. It's no different to them if he was Buddhist, Muslim, Christian. Um, but the majority of that 31%, of course, are people who are upset about the fact that he is a Muslim or using that as an insult, as a they, they think that's a negative term. Well, I cannot tell you how false this is. I cannot tell you how... Um, I mean, I wish I could explain to everyone. I mean, whatever is wrong with President Obama, it's not that he is a Muslim. He may be a liberal Christian. He may be a fake Christian. He may be adopting Christian language to win an electorate. But what he's not is a practicing Muslim. And I, I you know, I'm not the nation's expert, but I have written a book on his faith and, and drilled down into it. And 
it just gains us nothing. Um, the man goes to church, the man reads his Bible, the man is pastored by Christians ranging to conservative evangelicals. You may not like his Christianity, you may not respect it, you may think he's a confused Christian, but what he's not is a Muslim. And yet, so much of the debate centers around that. I was uh, in a, a book signing here recently for, for my book, The Mormonizing of America, obviously talking about Mormons and therefore with some reference to uh, Romney. A man walked by who just assumed, I, I tell you, I live in a world where people are absolutely judging books by their covers all the time and getting it wrong. I wish Benjamin Franklin had been more clear about that quote. Um, and he walked by, he assumed I was probably slamming Romney or criticizing uh, the Mormon trend in America. That's not what my book does. It just it, it actually celebrates the Mormon accomplishments while taking on the fundamentals of their faith. And, and, and he just turned to me and he said, so when's your book coming out about Islam? When are you going to expose Obama for the Muslim that he is? I mean, real angry, biting, spitting kind of thing. By the way, he's talking to a guy who shares his core values. The guy was a Christian uh, and, the, and the guy was conservative. Well, I, I'm with him. So first of all, why is he spitting at me? And second of all, why has he got so much energy devoted to the idea that Barack Obama's a Muslim? Okay, now that's a perception issue. Um, the, another perception issue like it uh, is the what they call the birther issue. Conservatives have spent so much time, uh, including my friend Dr. Jerome Corsi, who wrote the main book on uh, the question of whether Barack Obama was born in the United States. But we spent so much time and money trying to prove Barack Obama uh, was not born in the United States. The, the bottom line is the state of Hawaii has said that Barack Obama was born in Hawaii. There are plenty of witnesses and even if we file the lawsuits and think we have a case, it's not going to get solved while he's in office, whether he wins a second term or not. This is a distraction. I realize the maybe the political value of painting him as some kind of foreign exotic uh, who's lied to the country, but it's not gaining us any ground. It's not doing us any good. So those are two perception issues. But then what happens is uh, that we begin uh, on the right to develop conspiracy theories that are not true. And we're, and we're not, in my opinion, going after the right issues, uh, the important issues, the substantive issues. We're going after artificial issues. For example, uh, many people uh, on the right, uh, including the president of the National Rifle Association, Sarah Palin, others, have, got, have stood up and said repeatedly that Barack Obama has got a plan to take America's guns. Uh, and that he's, you know, radically anti-gun and that he's got some master plan of gun control that's going to be uh, unleashed. The, the reality is the, the, the Brady Foundation, we all remember uh, the press secretary for Ronald Reagan, uh, Mr. Brady, who was shot when Ronald Reagan, the, on the, and during the assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan, his foundation in seven critical areas, gay, has given the Obama administration straight Fs on uh, any kind of effort. Of course, the Brady Organization is in favor of gun control and gun restriction and so on. And, and that organization has given the Obama administration Fs because they say that the Obama administration is one of the worst when it comes to trying uh, to regulate guns. In other words, they, they're, they're worse than some Republicans have been, some Republican administrations. In other words, it's not even close to true uh, that Barack Obama or his administration is in some way trying to take America's guns. Almost the opposite. And, and again, this is not a critical issue. Oh, I understand its value to fundraising, and I understand how fear works in politics. But 
these are not the substantive issues. And so while we're talking about Barack Obama being a Muslim, and while we're talking about the fact he wasn't born in the United States, which is going to gain us nothing, and while we're raising money maybe for the NRA by talking about how Barack Obama is about to stack up all of our guns in the Oval Office, the reality is, in my view, we're not, particularly from a Christian perspective, talking about the more substantive issues. Again, you know my lead issue uh, almost all the time is, is abortion. I mean, every day, several thousand children children are killed in America in an abortion. And again, that's dramatically stated, but I believe that these are human beings. Now, there's an issue we should get into. There's an issue we should articulate. There's an issue that we should be uh, confronting him on. Well, you know why we don't do it more? Because a great many Republicans are not pro-life. And so we are not wanting to expose those fault lines. But, but there's an issue that's substantive. Um, there, there are other issues like that, some of the privacy issues. Um, I think we should be working across political lines, uh, left and right together, to, to oppose the intrusion of government uh, into our lives, the information they can have, the, the ease with which arrests can be made on suspicion of wrongdoing. I mean, it's like science fiction. So, so I, I may sound a little inflamed today, but, but, but I, the anger of the right, the rage of the right, um, good politics, wise policies, and as James wrote, uh, righteousness, <laughs> the righteousness that God desires, does not come from anger and rage. And what our, what our leaders on the conservative side have often done is tried to feed rage and anger um, which, by the way, is easy against this administration if you're coming from the right. And it sometimes has a little bit of a racist tinge, a little bit of a, well, he's a foreigner, he's different skin, he lived overseas, that, that kind of thing. That's not going to help us. Let's take this administration on. I'm, getting, I'm speaking as a Christian and a conservative. Let's take this administration on about, about privacy. Let's take this administration on about abortion. Let's take this administration on, uh, yes, about spending and the size of government. Let's take this administration on um, uh, about its, its jurisprudence. Uh, I, I mean, some of the Supreme Court rulings, which the Obama administration has supported, have been atrocious, and of course, some that they've opposed have been the right the right views. All that I can all, what I'm trying to say here is, rage and anger do not good politics make. And on the right, we're embarrassing ourselves. We are dissipating energy, money, and for those who live their politics in the presence of God, quite frankly, we're simply telling lies um, that will eventually be exposed and make us look like empty-headed firebrands. So I rarely do this podcast from my unique political perspective, but today I'm speaking strongly as a Christian and strongly as a guy who's conservative. I'm not sure how Republican I am anymore, but I'm, but I'm on the conservative side of things and saying rage, anger, these silly, distracting issues are keeping us from the, from the great uh, ideological battles that we ought to be having in this country. And, and, and those battles ought to be had because ultimately that's where the future of the country is hammered out. Whether Barack Obama's a Muslim, a birther, or, or whether he's got a plan to take our guns, which is just almost, I mean, it's almost insane folly. Uh, those things are simply distractions. So if you found yourself, you know, every night sitting there watching Fox, you know, thinking I'm going to shoot somebody, uh, that's overstated, of course, uh, I'm getting angry and angry. If you find yourself unable to talk about politics without just getting red in the face, if you find yourself buying into these conspiracy theories and feeling fear in your home, you know, about all of this, 
lay that aside and begin to articulate a reasoned, if you're Christian or, 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 or come from a basis of faith, a reasoned, faith-based uh, case for what you believe. That's the greatness of American politics. That's what will change the country. That's certainly where the conservative movement needs to be, or we're going to fall off the far right end of folly and never win another heart or mind anywhere in this country. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN, and a blogger for a number of leading online news services. His groundbreaking books on faith and American society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Mormonizing of America, and the soon-to-be-released Lincoln's Battle with God. You can learn more about Stephen at www.mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell for Chartwell Literary Group.